welcome to Uphill Conversations. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Pecoraro. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello, and welcome to Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Tim Pecoraro, and I'm glad you can join me as you are living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully, you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. This is episode number 23, and we're halfway through uh, January of 2017, moving right along. How are you doing with your goals? How are you doing with taking action towards the things that you set out to accomplish? I hope you're working away at it. Hope you're not getting yourself stuck anywhere and uh, struggling with um, even believing that you can get it done because you can absolutely finish your goals and get things completed. Um, you know, there's a thought that I had, uh, and I have an interview with a, a wonderful person here I'll, I'll tell you about in a second, but the getting a passion to, for stretching yourself is such a big deal. And and sticking to it. So it's not just stretching yourself. I mean, we put ourselves sometimes in very difficult situations, which will stretch us, but it's the stretching and the sticking to it, even when it's not going well. That's the hallmark of having a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset, one that just gets locked down and bogged down, but a, a growth mindset where not only do you stretch yourself, but you stick to it even when it's not going well or not working the way that you thought it would or thought it could. Just keep going. So I just want to continue to encourage you that you've gotten it started. You got this year kicked off. I hope that you are rocking and rolling toward your goals, uh, things that you wish to accomplish. And if you if you kind of got a big bang and you got going and all of a sudden you've backed down a little bit, hey, it's all right. Hit the reset. Let's go. You're not done. You need to keep going. Um, the guest that I have today, Suniva Holt from uh, New Zealand, uh, she's going to share a little bit about that. She's been a person uh, who is a serial entrepreneur, a property developer, uh, coach, speaker, author, social media uh, queen, wife, mother, and uh, she is a straightforward go get them person. Uh, what's really cool is um, we did tap on something. She has the ability to work between being like she's very introverted, but yet she can be extroverted in some of the things that she does. And even she shares about that challenge of in that world that she's in, her choice or her natural tendency is to be that introvert. And one of the ways that she challenges herself is to be more extroverted. But you're going to learn a lot with her. I believe uh, you're going to definitely hear how she works with mindset um, the importance of being open and honest and having real communication and coaching just to get yourself in the right direction, alignment with yourself, how utilizing outside resources can help you sustain your forward momentum as you're trying to keep going. So as I was saying about stretching, that's one of the things that she has done from such a young age has been to stretch herself and stick to it, even when it's not going well. So 
I, I look forward to you listening to this episode. Always remember that you can give me any feedback and comments. I would love for you to go to the website, uphillconversations.co, and subscribe to the show, share it with a friend, uh, go to iTunes or Stitcher and search Uphill Conversations. Give me some feedback. I would love that. Or if you have any questions, comments, or things you wish to share, always send it to connect at uphillconversations.co. Let's jump right into this conversation without any more delay from Auckland, New Zealand, Suniva Halt. Welcome to Uphill Conversations, um, Suniva, and I am so glad that you can join me today. Thanks for having me, Tim. So why don't you, if you would, just briefly, you don't have to go into all the details, just tell my audience of mm-hmm. the, um, just the main areas of things that you're, you're working in. Yeah, sure. I guess the, the biggest thing I've um, had success in is property, and I've been doing that since I was 19. Uh, yeah, so that's a really long time now. I'm 35, so I've been doing it for 16 years, and I um, just have always absolutely loved that, and that's my main passion. I've built, built quite, a, quite a, a decent empire of property around Auckland, and, and then I also do coaching, uh, public speaking, and writing. Okay. What would, what would be your second favorite thing to do besides the building the empire and the property coaching yeah I love it it's uh it's something that I've found a real passion and I just love being able to help people but in a different a really different approach I guess uh and that I just it's a no bullshit kind of coaching for me I just you know we'll just be re- yeah real. straight up as you can get <laughs> yeah. yeah well a lot of people I mean that's where the real stuff is anyways if you're not mm-hmm. You're not having real honest and open communication and you have to tear it. You have to break the, You have to let down the goal, let down the barriers and the, the defenses that you have. Um, we're so good at protecting ourselves um, behind who knows what. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, you know, it's a smoke screen, a smoke screen that has a smoke screen. It's kind of like an octopus, you know, here's my getaway. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to ink Absolutely. you so I can get away. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important for a co like, you know, you don't have to like your coach, but you need to get results. Right. That is so, true. You know, sometimes you're going to make people cry, but that's okay. <laughs> you're not telling me you break people down all the time. Are you? <laughs> uh, you know, I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about the results. Isn't that correct? the result. It is. Yes. Yeah. You, you have to get uncomfortable to get results. Right. So. And I, yeah, I like to say uh, comfortably uncomfortable. So learn exactly. le- if you're going to be yeah. comfortable with anything, be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where your, your change is going to happen best. What life experiences or things um, did you go through that realized or that made you realize number one, that mm-hmm. you needed a coach, but also that if you needed that, and the impact it had for you and the difference it made in your life that you wanted to start taking that to other people? Mm-hmm. I guess the first uh, first thing was I drew, drew kind of coaching from people like Tony Robbins when I was a lot younger and obviously not in person, but uh, I, I just devoured books and um, seminars and all that kind of thing and just got a you know, got absorbed all that personal development kind of thing as much as I could from a really young age. 
and it's always been such a big part of my life and had such a big impact on, you know, how I've been able to be successful that um, it's just what I'd love to do for other people. And so, you know, um, I didn't start coaching until this year, but it is just incredible, like, being able to help people change their lives and have that kind of impact that I know has been so transformative for me. So when you say transformative for you, what were maybe mm-hmm. a couple, two, three things that you say were the ones that really stood out as it related to the belief about yourself and about your potential? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the big thing for me was just that I always had belief in my ability to be successful, but I just didn't really believe enough in myself, which is so common for many of us. And uh, the coaching really helped push me through that and develop like a much better self-belief. And did you have to do a lot of reflecting on your past in order to do that? Or was it more, you know, looking at your current condition and saying, you know, cause sometimes it can be painful when you spend your time in the past. And I, and I let people know that, you know, looking so far back in the past, you know, you do need a couple of those things to have some answers, but if you Mm -hmm. focus too much time there, you're going to end up defining yourself by those moments. How did you keep yourself from being defined by your past and the way you believed about yourself? If you, if you're continually bringing your past into your future, then you're never going to get ahead. It's like, you're always looking in the rearview mirror and trying to drive in a straight line. Um, I think it's a really fine balance. I think you have to acknowledge your past and how it's affected you, but then go, okay, well that's done. And I'm moving forward and I'm a different person that, you know, I choose to be what I am and I wake up every day and this is, this is, um, a fresh start. So it's learning to not hold on to those old stories and just create whatever you want okay. because we all have that choice. And I think a lot of people just get caught up in victimhood and, and holding on to those stories from the past and then they never can move forward. How much freedom did you find when you decided that letting go <laughs> of that past and creating your, your own life, what did that do for your freedom just to, de- to decide what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Um, or in other words, saying yes to the things you wanted to say yes to and no to what you want to say no to. Yeah, it's massive because it's because once you realize that you actually have the power uh, to make those choices, that everything in your life is a choice, that you are, uh, you know, everything that you that you have is because you've decided it's going to be there, whether you know it or not, and that is really powerful because you you have complete control over everything then it's when you when you think that you're um subject to to what other people think or that you know from what things have happened in your past and stuff that's when you're letting go of your power you know there are so many people that feel they're powerless and mm-hmm. um i'm of the mindset that you know i'm never powerless You know, Mm -hmm. you you can lock me up in a jail cell and I'm not powerless. You may have power Mm -hmm. over me, but, but I'm not powerless. So, so when you, when you went through that and, in realizing with having the power that you had, how did you protect yourself 
from going back into it. Now that's assuming that you felt powerless in things. So I'm, I'm making the assumption, but, but how did you keep yourself from going backward from moving into a powerless mindset? I think that's just a daily decision and it's keeping up with the habits that, that really shape your life. Um, you know, it's getting up every day and deciding how your day is going to go. It's like, it's your mindset work. It's, you know, it's, you've got to exercise your mind just as much as you do your body. It's, you know, to keep it strong. So it's, it's making sure that you are surrounding yourself with incredible people in the right environment. It's always listening to, um, you know, podcasts and reading books and things that are going to help push you forward and help you grow. It's not getting sucked into the things that hold you back. It's, you know, every day it's a, it's that, exercise in strengthening who you are and like it is it's so important to always be moving forward and growing because if we're not growing we're dying so like we said that's our choice um in in your in your growth and where you are how much of this like how much were you naturally capable of doing on your own i mean you seem um obviously um just by hearing you and seeing the things you've accomplished, you seem to have mm-hmm. a pretty strong will and you mm-hmm. are probably very strong minded. Um, but, but that was never enough. Was it? I mean, some of that was natural, but when did you realize that, that the talent wasn't enough, your natural ability, just the things that you had in your personality, your personality type, that that wasn't good enough that you had to bring in this mindset. Was there a time, a point in time when you realized that I have got to add some other resources to the way I do things? I think I've added those resources right through my life in different forms. Like I said, from, from listening and reading and uh, following, you know, powerful people that have, the things that I want. It's it's being able to model yourself on those people that um, that are already really successful in those areas that you you're seeking. Um, yeah, and I, I guess I've been doing that right through. But the one-on-one coaching it definitely helps to be accountable, but it can come in so many different forms. And it's just constantly uh, making sure that you're you know whether it's coaching or going to seminars or that kind of thing that you're fully immersing yourself in those things. Okay. And when it comes to deciding comes, just like I tell people mm-hmm. with, with love, you know, mm-hmm. love, love is a decision, you know, uh, some days you feel it, some days you don't, but it's, mm-hmm. it's deciding to, you know, it's pretty much like anything else you do. It's a decision. Um, as far as you and your decision, what habits do you have to help you? Like, I know you say it's your mindset work and things like that. Name some uh-huh. habits that you will absolutely, uh, without fail, do every single day to be sure that you are doing the mindset work um, ultimately for, you know, improving your better or improving your decision making capabilities and choosing for your outcomes or the outcomes that you desire. My daily routine is really important to me. I think it's a really holistic approach of you know it's got to be physical movement it's got to be eating really well um I always get up before everyone else in the house so I have time to myself to be able to journal and do my do my mindset work and maybe do some meditation 
it's always prioritizing the things that are really important because it's so easy to let the day happen to you instead of deciding how it's going to go and setting it up for success. Okay. Now some, some people may hear that and go mindset work. What is that? What's mindset Mm -hmm. work? What, if you could tell listeners, people that are listening right now, tell them what mindset work looks like to you and for you. Yeah, sure. So mindset work for me is writing up my, uh, how I, how I want my life to be and, uh, my daily goals or my monthly goals and all that kind of thing as if it's already happened. And then fully stepping into that and visualizing those things as if I'm already in that picture. So my subconscious is picking up on all those things that I want in my life. And then it has to try and match that up with my consciousness. So it's constantly seeking out ways to make it happen. So it's almost like a folding over. You're wanting the two to meet. Like if you could bend the time space continuum and almost fold them where they could meet, that's what you have to do because the subconscious mind and the conscious mind are so far away from each other in a lot of things that you're, Mm -hmm. you actually bend them toward each other. Exactly. Because they really do want to meet together. The subconscious is seeking out ways for that to happen. So it's like, it's a way of making things happen without really forcing it. I don't know if, you know, I don't know if this has ever happened for you, but I quite often just think about things and I'd write them down and then kind of just walk away. And then I, months later, I'd look at my journal or whatever and I'd go, wow, all those things happened. And I didn't really put much thought into it after that. It's, it's quite trippy actually. It's, but it, but it really does work. Right. And I like to get people to think about that, like through auto suggestion, you know, it's like, if I were to say to you, Steneva, what, if I could, if I gave you $150,000 to go buy any car you wanted, now I'm not saying you need a vehicle, but any car you Mm -hmm. wanted, just play this game with me. If you would, what car would you go buy? $150,000. And that's exactly how much the car would cost. What would you go buy? Um, a Chevy Camaro. Okay. Chevy Camaro. Oh yeah. You like speed. <laughs> Love it. You like to go fast. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's a cool car. Um, yeah. all right. So what color would it be? Uh, black. Black. There we go. Interior black too. Yeah. I'm all black. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> all the way down the road. So now you start driving that vehicle around Auckland and you start looking around and what would you begin to notice? Oh, you, you see more of those cars. Yeah. Right. Because it, it comes into your awareness now and it's, uh-huh. it's like that whole thing. And that's what I try to get people to understand. Just writing that on a piece of paper that takes, that goes with you and auto suggestion works. It starts popping Absolutely. up and then you can start to notice the things that have probably been right in front of you the whole time. So just like with the vehicle, uh-huh. people didn't just go buy that car because you did. It was already there. It's just exactly. was not in your awareness. Wasn't even a part of your thinking or um, it was a part of your capacity, but it was never a part of, um, you know, your conscious thinking. So I, I love yeah. that you do that. Yeah, I think people underestimate how powerful that is. Like the first time I did this, I was 18 and I wrote 10 things on a piece of paper that I really wanted in my life. And then I just put them in an envelope and put it away somewhere and yeah. And then I've, they actually found it a year or two later and within six months, all of those things had come, come to fruition. Wow. And what did that do for your confidence? Wow. It was just, yeah, it's just so powerful. I was really, um, 
you know, I guess that was the starting point of just fully believing in that kind of thing and knowing that that, knowing how powerful that really is. So, you know, I've just continued on that pattern of, of, um, putting my putting my goals and my dreams into not just into writing but just really believing in them and knowing that they can happen that's great that is great now I know family's a big deal for you um in mm-hmm. now you're if I'm not mistaken and I did a little bit of uh, my website stalking to find out information about you um, a little bit more mm-hmm. um but uh, you had a big family didn't you you like you're one of ten right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> that's pretty big family. Now, where did you fit into that whole line of uh, people? Um, second oldest. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a younger brood behind you there. Yeah, there are. My youngest brother is 13. Oh, wow. So. Wow. 13. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm 30 years older than my, um, oldest son. So it was kind of weird. Like, yeah. It's kind of weird. You just go, wow, I'm 30 years older than he is, but you yes. never feel, but okay. you, you know, you never feel, don't, don't you still feel like when you're around them that you're, you know, you're I'm no different than you. You know, it's like, you know. Totally. Well, I don't think I ever grow up. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that very much. So, um, well, let me ask you if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I do believe that I heard you speaking of, um, you know, your desire, you know, working with women and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, just using your words. I'm not targeting that as, you know, women have a need more than men. I think people have needs that are equal. Um, just yeah. in different ways, but, um, you know, go getters, you know, you, you want to work with women who are go getters and who want more out of life. How do you, what do you do to help them? How do you help them accomplish that? The biggest thing is self-belief because I, I don't think it's just women, like you said, but women especially have a big problem with self-belief and I, it just breaks my heart. To be honest, it's really, it's really sad that so many of us feel, um, feel that way so it's getting them to just fully believe in themselves before they can before they can really move forward with anything else I think is vital so that's my focus and do you feel I mean what what do you do you feel like that's just um when it comes to women what you notice do you believe it's a it's more of a rooted thinking um you know mindset um can be fixed and it also can be variable do you feel like of you, you see a lot yeah. more fixed mindset um, than being stuck in a fixed place or more just wishy-washy kind of variable in their mindset? Uh, yeah, I think I find a lot of people are stuck stuck in it. And it's obviously not something we're born with. I've, <clears throat> I've got a, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a three-year-old daughter and you definitely, it's really interesting seeing at that age, you know, she'll stand in front of a mirror and go, oh, it's so beautiful, you know, mm. and that's that's so incredible. And I'm like, where does that disappear? Where do we turn from that person into this self-loathing uh, person that, you know, with, with so many doubts and so many fears and, and so little self-belief? It's crazy to see that kind of change because we are born with so much confidence. Right, 
Right. Isn't it, isn't it kind of crazy? Like a little girl can be in her nightgown mm-hmm. still and her hair all over her head, standing, looking in the mirror mm-hmm. and all she sees is a princess, right? Then she gets older exactly. and she wouldn't dare of walking outside like that. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's, um, I, I tell people inside of every man, there's still a boy and inside every uh-huh. boy, there's the man and vice versa for the get girl. And, and so it's like the king and the queen reside in us, you know, and exactly, you know, it's and, drawing that out. Yeah, right? it's pulling it back out and getting them to take, you know, take note of it and, um, and uh, recognize it. So what about um, when it comes to, you know, we'll just, you know, kind of sticking with this here. Mm-hmm. There's a big need for some transparency, though. And if I'm not mistaken, I heard um, an interview that you did and you spoke about, um, you know, transparency and learning more or how to be more transparent. Um, do you mind? Do you feel comfortable talking about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think transparency is really important. It's kind of like, well, there's, you know, people talk about how important it is to be vulnerable, and that's a great word as well, but sometimes people feel <clears throat> that vulnerable vulnerability is a weakness, so transparency can be a better word. It's just knowing, you know, people are so ashamed of their past and what's happened to them, um, but what they don't realise is there's a huge amount of power in those things and by being able to speak out about them they can actually help so many more people which is what I found I've I've had some traumatic experiences in my past and I certainly swept them under the rug for for a long time but when I was able to let those go I have been able to serve so many more people and reach so many more people through those experiences and it is the same in everything in our life there is once we face up to those fears and let them go, it's it gives us so much. It's like, again, exercising that muscle and we create that strength within ourselves. Do you think that um, a lack of true identity um, holds people back from being transparent? Absolutely. So many people just don't even know who they are or they feel like they just don't know what their purpose is in life. And that's where I think the journaling is really important and traveling. Traveling is vital, I think, for for helping people really step into themselves and and discover what they want and who they are. And then just being able to write and to journal and to to kind of explore those thought processes and those patterns because if we're just letting letting our mind just go around in circles, uh, we never, nothing ever kind of comes of it. So if we can get it out on paper, it will just start kind of developing and it, and it helps our creative process. And do you run into a lot of people that basically are really in that place with a, a deep identity crisis, you know, not just crisis of belief, but mm-hmm. the crisis of believing in themselves and the potential that they, they possess? Yeah, constantly. I think we, you know, as a society, we often end up doing the things that are expected of us or what we think we should be doing, but it's not what we're called to be doing. So we end up, you know, having those kind of crises where we're really unhappy and completely unsure of what we are supposed to be doing because we've just let, we've we've been led or we've just had other people kind of create that life for us instead of choosing it. Have you gone through any kind of thing like that? Any kind of experience where, I mean, people were actually messing with your, for lack of better words, feng shui in your flow? Have you had to... Uh, deal with that? And if so, what what did you do to 
you know, basically dismiss them. Sure. It's really about environment. If you're, you've got to clean out your environment up. If you, if you're in a space where there's people around you that you're letting into your energy, then there's something wrong with your environment and it's time to, to change it up. You need better friends. You need better, like if you're in a toxic workplace, if your family is affecting you, it's just, you can't have those people in your circle if they're having that kind of effect on you. And, but it's also like having that, um, not a wall up, but, but you know, you, you have your bubble and it's your energy bubble and you don't let people permeate that. So it is, it's like on, on all different levels, you have to create a really positive environment that is of your choosing. And so can you give an example of a necessary ending that you've had to have and how did you handle it? I couldn't, I couldn't really give you any specific examples. I've just stepped out of a lot of different friendships and, and changed my environment quite significantly, uh, especially in the last year, I would say. And I only surround myself with people that are really uplifting and motivating and people that are doing incredible things. So I'm never subjecting myself to that kind of uh, negativity or that, that energy, that toxic energy. And um, let me ask you, how do you, uh, how do you keep yourself from being distracted too easily? Oh, you know, it does. It definitely happens from time to time. You get the squirrel moment. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There's days where I just want to check out, let's be honest. And sometimes I need those moments and I'll just go, you know, chill out at the beach or whatever, whatever it needs to happen. But, um, but it is that's just keeping up those those habits that really keep you in in the right mindset. I think it's the daily habits. It's so important for for anybody to have those um, those success habits. What is the most difficult habit for you to maintain or keep? Which the one? What's the one that really mm-hmm. uh, puts the challenge? Meditation. On Meditation is the the toughest one for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's something I know that. That impacts me massively in such a big way, uh, but yet I struggle to keep it up. So I kind of like, you know, do it for a while and then I'll really uh, just fall off the wagon and have to pull myself in, but it's tough. Now, are you building a lot more confidence um, as far as in your coaching? I know you do public speaking and stuff. You seem like a very unique blend of a person. This is just, you know, and, and, and I hope this isn't at all an offensive statement, but you seem like a great mix. You know how to vacillate between introvert and extrovert very well. Yeah, I'm definitely naturally an introvert. So, Yeah, so, I mean, the public speaking has been the most challenging for me, I guess, and it's something you know, it's, it is, again, it's just you don't do anything for a while and it becomes easier. So that's my that's my um, motto is just to, if you're afraid of anything, just keep doing it until it's normal, right? And so, um, I, you know, my natural tendency is to be very introverted and very shy and to, to hide as much as possible. So I'm constantly pushing myself out of that. And putting myself into situations where I just have to force myself to, to, um, to do the things that I'm terrified of. Thank you for such an honest answer. Uh, a lot of people don't, you know, they make stuff up. You know how that goes. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I believe, I believe with all the neat things that you're doing, um, you know, like with food, um, you know, you have a great platform and, um, you know, 
the your app that you have and the Instagram stuff that you're doing and your you know the building all of those things what i want people to know about you is you know they they could share some of the same struggles that you have but you're 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 actually doing the work on the inside because i truly believe and i'm convinced that it's the person that you take into everything you do i don't want to be a schizophrenic and i don't say that disrespectfully for anyone that deals with that but what i mean is i don't want to be self-imposed and doing that to myself i don't want to be tim the guy that as companies tim the guy that's a coach and then tim the guy that's a father and tim the guy that's a friend you know it's too many people to keep up with it's better to be one person and and, it's, mm-hmm. and it sounds to me like that's what you're, you know, I can hear that you're bringing all of those things in you together so that you can flow and have that flow um, into all of the areas, because I'm sure you're great in every single one of them. But w- would it be OK for you to share a little bit how you're learning your flow with all of the things that you do, or at least those main three things around what you're doing with healthy eating and wellness um, coaching and your, um, your uh, real estate business. Yeah. It's funny. You should just say that Tim. what you were just saying before about like, you know, being, uh, you know, the Tim that does this thing, the Tim that, that does this thing. So I was actually <clears throat> talking to a client about this yesterday and you have to be the same person in all areas of life. You can't, you can't separate off, you know, parts of yourself and, um, you know, have a different personality in each. You, you it's really important and to have that alignment that we can be the same person in all of our areas of life. And then we're not trying to put on some kind of mask or some facade to suit different industries or different things or different people. Uh, because I think that's disingenuous. And again, it's, it's exhausting. So it's, you know, it, it, I always come back to alignment. Alignment is absolutely everything. And we need to be the same person no matter what. And I bring that to every area of my my life now that I, you know, and everything that I do. And like you said, I do a number of things, but I don't change regardless of, of which part of it that I'm doing. And what does that do for your results and your outcomes? It's massive. You know, like I said, it's not... Um, it's not draining my energy because it's exhausting trying to be five different people. Mm. So yeah, it's just, it's so important um, to me that I'm always the same person. And once again, I appreciate, you know, that being able to share and speak about that because that's what I think a lot of people do, especially entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, (laughs) they just get themselves all over the place, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. Um, I like to use this and you'll probably hear it in pretty much every one of my episodes, but I tell, I tell people we all have a little chameleon in us, but it's only a temporary thing. We're only supposed to borrow color for a little while. Um, Uh but we're not supposed to, you know, Oh, where is he? Oh, he's no longer there. I can't see him. Well, it's because he just blended in with everything else. We've got to get better at putting our color into the world and bringing that unique signature that is, um, the true essence of who we are, you know? Um, and so it's okay to borrow things for a while, you know, it's okay in, in that learning process in that growing process, but eventually, um, the thing that's missing is you. Um, I like to encourage people that when you walk into the room, you are what's missing and necessary. You have become Mm -hmm. that thing 
that is missing and necessary. And I think more people need to tap into that. And it seems with your flow and the work you're doing, um, you know, in yourself and growing personally in your personal development, then you, your performance doesn't suffer. Then you can perform like no other because of the development that's inside of you. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. I think it is so important to bring our own flavor to uh, to the world, like you said, because there's too many copycats. And while it's imp- while we definitely can learn from successful people and model ourselves on them, we shouldn't be copying anything that anyone else does because we all have so much, you know, so many unique properties that the universe is kind of like um, we're missing the rest of the world is going to miss out on if we are constantly trying to be like somebody else. What are some of your creative or creativity disciplines? How do you keep yourself creative? What are some disciplines that go along with that? Uh, the writing, definitely the writing. Uh, so I, I try and do some writing every day. I'm going to write another book soon, but it's just that the journaling makes such a big difference to my creative process. And also what it's, it's what I don't do. It's, Staying off social media um, when it's not necessary. It's the the not scrolling. It's the not watching, you know, pointless television. And it's because I think we fill our fill our space up with the wrong things, and then we just um, we don't have the space for the creative stuff that really is going to make a difference. What keeps you from quitting? Life. <laughs> it's, it's too good. <laughs> Why would you know? Quitting doesn't even come into the equation. There's no nowhere in my vocabulary. So life is just too good. Mm-hmm. Have you ever found Absolutely. your place? Absolutely. Have you ever been somewhere where it just sucked? Uh, yeah, plenty of times. But that's like, you know, you can find something good in, in everything, right? Right. That's just a, that's a choice. You know, I don't know if you've seen the, the movie. It's, a, it's quite quite a long time ago now, but life is beautiful about the the father and the son in the concentration camps. Right. And uh, he he managed to make that into a game and make it fun somehow. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's, um, I had an interview with Michael O'Neill. I don't know if you're you're familiar with him, but he talks about never compare up, always compare down. Um, Because man, we can, we can believe our own story and, you know, um, you know, just sit there in, in the tragedy of tragedies and um, and never see what's going on in the world around us. And also miss the fact that the things didn't happen to you, they happened for you and for your benefit. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's being, it's having gratitude in everything that we do. It's, you know, that's another daily practice I haven't mentioned, but it's something that I do every day is think about all the stuff that I am grateful for, because like you said, it's too easy to to think about what we don't have, but look at all the stuff that we do. What do you believe about momentum? Meaning um, momentum obviously is a great exaggerator, I think. Um, mm-hmm. It makes you look really good. And if you don't have it, you look really bad. And uh, so it could be your best friend. So um, knowing that momentum is difficult to create, what do you do to create the momentum necessary um, on your journey toward your emerging future or the things that you want to see in your life? I don't think momentum is difficult to create. I think you've, again, it's just 
doing something every day that's pushing you towards success and it's it's again like what are you doing to help you grow what are you doing to help you move towards your goal even if it's just that two percent a day it's it's just moving if you're not moving you're dying uh so it's not that hard to be doing something you know even if it's a small thing to push you towards your goals and have you ever had momentum going in the wrong direction and had to change it and if so, what did you do? No, I, I, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes I find myself going in the wrong direction, but I'm a very quick decision maker. It's probably my biggest uh, superpower is being able to just make snap decisions. And I don't care if they're the wrong one. It's making, making quick decisions is better than making no decisions because you're always moving forward or moving. You know, you've got to keep moving. Um, if you're not, if you're not moving, you're just standing there on one foot, you know, looking stupid. So <laughs> like, a, really. like a flamingo. Just <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's sometimes I'm, I do make the wrong decisions and sometimes I've lost money or whatever. And it's like, I don't, I don't care if I do something wrong. You've just got to, you know, change it, move and start doing things differently. Right, like not a big deal. I think people are scared of failure. Don't be scared of failure. It's it's something that uh, helps us grow in a massive way. And if we're not failing, we're not learning. So it's okay to, to keep falling down. Just keep getting up again. Right, right. I had a friend of mine say. Um, he said he quits all the time. <laughs> he said, but he never surrenders. <laughs> That's yes. It. Yeah. You know? and, totally. Uh, yeah. And, and I like what you said about, you know, you make a decision, you make it quickly. You know, that's one of the things that sets apart a very small fraction of people in the world is that um, they don't sit there and wonder, can I, will this happen? And mm -hmm. you know, down the litany of questions, what they, their, the only question they have is, do I want this? That's their, that's yes. where they start. Do I want this? And then they make a decision and then they don't change their yeah. mind. And then you have people that waffle around and waver and flip flap, you know, all around on it. And then they make a decision and then they talk to three people. And next thing you know, they're second guessing and then they change their mind. And then they want to know why their life still looks exactly the same or even worse. So it's kind of, uh -huh. it's yeah. kind of crazy, you know, it's Those just, people drive me absolutely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you say, do you want a refund? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I bet I'm pretty good at vetting people now before I leave. Yeah, yeah. Most people have to be sure about it, but it's, you know, you've got to make, you've got to learn to say no most of the time, and then make your yeses really count. And then when you say yes, that's it. It's it's exactly that. It's like the uh, the wavering and the messing around. It's just uh, you're never going to get anywhere. I like that. I really do. I like that. Um, what um, big things do you have in the works currently? Like what, I mean, and I'm sure you have a lot of big things, but one thing right now that you're so proud of that you're working on, I mean, I'm sure all of your work is unmistakable. And, um, but what, mm -hmm. what would you say is man right now, this thing I'm so excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited about an event that I'm speaking at next week. It's a conscious business event with some other incredible people here in Auckland. And, uh, just speaking about the way that business is evolving and how um, how really business is changing in general. And it's really fascinating uh, seeing how, you know, companies like Tesla and Tom's and these, these companies that have that real, um, like, sense of consciousness about them uh, and how some of the bigger businesses that, uh, the you know, 
just really focused on money, how that's, how those things are just really changing. So that's going to be an incredible event, and I'm really, really excited to speak there. What is something unique or different about you that no one would really know? They, you know, it's just one of those, you know, it could be a talent. It could be just something quirky, something that they just would never expect. Um, yeah, sure. Well, um, when I was younger, I used to work in a, a big food and wine company and um, I got my truck license and my forklift license. Oh, wow. So you were loading so, trucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Driving all kinds of random things. Now, did you damage any of the wine? No, no, I didn't. But you know, I don't. I don't know if my husband would be like super stoked on me driving heavy machinery. <laughs> he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like think I'm that great a driver. Let's be honest. You're so. not. So you went from trucks to a Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> so did you drive the truck like a Camaro? <laughs> Uh, I do. I do, unfortunately. So yeah. you're a super lead foot. <laughs> so do you, do you, um, do you have a good relationship with the uh, law enforcement? Do they know you pretty well? Oh, these days I'm pretty good. No, I'm fine. I had, a you know, when I was younger, I used to get a few speeding tickets, but I behave myself these days. What, uh, where would you like my folks to come and check more of you out? They've heard about you on here and different things about you and your, and what you're mm -hmm. doing, but so they can engage, um, your work. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can find me on pretty much any of the platforms under my name, Suniva Holt, or my website at the moment is thedailyraw.com. But, you know, across the board. Across yeah. the board, yeah. And I like the way you start that out on, on your website. You make it clear to everybody that you're you're straightforward. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, having this conversation with me today. And... Um, You've been a wonderful guest, and I hope that we can stay connected and communicate some more in the future. Um, even as you're growing and doing more, uh, I'd like to, you know, see where you are in the future and bring you back on. Yeah, sounds great, Timothy. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Uphill Conversations, and I have had a great talk with Suniva Holt, and I hope you guys will go check her out. Always remember that you can be more, do more, and have more. And your current condition does not match your emerging future. So everything worth having is uphill and you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, remember this, people like myself and Sunil will see you on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you would like to hear more, subscribe to the show. Go to uphillconversations.co. Later on, Ski.